0: Good morning, I'm Emily Reese and I'm speaking with Sommelier Jill Mott. She is from Henry and Son. Good morning, Jill. Oscar Peterson. Oscar Peterson? I I mean good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Ms. Emily Reese. How are you today? I am fantastic, especially especially when I'm greeted with uh, those two words, Oscar Peterson. <laughs> What's he got to do with wine today? <laughs> well, the same, you know, last week or two weeks ago, rather, we talked about Stanley Turrentine, and I yeah. really like this idea of listening to a jazz artist um, and and just kind of feeling the vibes of wine and like how they, one or the other resonates with me, and I remember the first time I was actually in the studio uh, back, you know, a year and a half or whatever ago. I, I remember, or maybe two years ago now, e- I don't, years I don't ago. even know, it's two years two ago, years. Yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, that I was, I remember on my drive in, um, I, I was catching up with my father and I, you know, I flipped on jazz 88 just to listen to a couple of tunes um, on my drive and Oscar Pearson was on. Mm-hmm. and it was the most calming song and you know I'd been familiar, of course, with this Canadian pianist for years, but I don't know why. I just like I've been in an Oscar Peterson phase, like ever since. It's been like a two-year <laughs> phase. It's not going anywhere. Um, and what I love is his the way he plays is this th- synthesis of, like I said, calming, but also. Like, what the heck is going on? He's just, like, <laughs> ripping out some amazing riffs and scales, but in a way that's tasty. And then there's surprise, but there's also an incredible amount of versatility. Like, you listen to him do some Count Basie songs, and you listen to him play with all these various artists that also have, like, great skill sets, like Ray Brown, et cetera. And mm-hmm. so I just, it made me think of... Red wines that are roses that are red wines. <laughs> it made me think of like these wines that you can't really, you look at them, you hold them up at a wine shop and they have, um, you know, a clear bottle. So you see this color and you're like, do I put this in the fridge? I don't, mm. I can, do I have this with red meat? What do I, what do I do with this? Yeah. And I think the reason why is because all of these, th- this style of wine really does that to me. I'm always surprised. They can be calming. Like I can just kind of settle into an evening with Mm -hmm. one of these wines, and they're also extremely versatile with food. And also, we will notice when we listen to, like, I love. There's this. um, There's this album that Oscar Peterson does that's Play Count Basie from 1956, and there's a song on there called the 920 Special. (laughs) <laughs> and and it just makes me and he, you can kind of hear him like humming in the background you know like yep. as Oscar Peterson guy, and it kind of you can't decide whether it's annoying because it's so good aka <laughs> you're going to just like plug down the whole bottle yourself or whether it's endearing because it's so like fun and cute and pleasant and so that that's like another thing so that um I, the wine style I want to talk about is a a red wine most people would consider them really light red wines, but other people may consider them really dark rosés. And it all has to do with the grapes that are generally red, but they could incorporate a little white, white grape in there too. They're on the skins for such a short amount of time, in some cases hours, in some cases maybe a day, where this, the wine doesn't get a ton of color. It, it is, it's neither a light rosé, two, four, 10 hours of skin contact, nor is it a uh, red, you know, two weeks of skin contact, a week of skin contact. So you're left huh. with this like wine that kind of flirts in the middle of style. And so I, I love like a 20 minute to a 30 minute chill on these wines. So they're not hmm. cold, like a rosé, yeah. but they're not like like room temperature, like a red wine. And they just tend to go with just a slew of different foods. They tend to go great with Netflix. They tend to be, um, they can be every, every shade of, of fruitiness. So you can get ones that are really fruity. You can get ones that are more like lean and mineral driven. Um, they're usually 99.9% of them are dry. So you normally don't need to ask when you go into a wine shop or when you're calling your favorite wine place and you're asking them on the phone is I, I want to dry, just save yourself those 10 seconds because they're almost all dry. And us <laughs> as wine professionals just kind of don't really like when everybody says they like dry wines because we know that we're trained to say we like dry wines. And so we're, good, we're usually going to recommend a dry wine. Um, so a few just for, for listeners to to get to know that are around the the Twin Cities. And of course, at the wine shop I work at, there's a really cool producer called Lalune, And I actually, you asked for a recommendation. I recommended this wine to you last week. Yeah. One of my favorite dudes in California winemaking, his name is Chant with a T. Um, and Chant makes this wine called Astral, which is, it's got Zinfandel in it. It's got Carignan in it, but it also has a white couple white grapes in it. And it is so deliciously juicy and fruity. Just a small amount of old oak, all organically farmed fruit, spontaneously like native yeast fermentation, low sulfur added, and it's just absolutely brilliant. Now, if you like something with a little bit more of a leaner edge, not as fruity, mm-hmm. Brock Sellers out of Berkeley, he's got an urban winery. He gets fruit from all over California. And there's a really rare grape called Lagrine. And Lagrine hails from northern Italy. And it doesn't have a lot of skin to begin with, but it's kind of a lean and mean and fun little angry little line. <laughs> and he makes a Lagrine. He calls it a rosé. But when you look at it, you're like, did he forget that he was making it? Because it doesn't <laughs> looks like the skin's... We're in contact with the juice for a little longer than rosé times. Um, (laughs) uh, So that's really cool. And then just to give uh, people a fun, what the heck is this kind of wine? um, There's a wine that we just got in that I don't know if you can find uh, too many places around town, but it's called Fongoli. It's a frizzante, so it's got a little sparkle. Mm -hmm. It's such a dark color of rosé, but it's made from a grape called Sagrantino, which Mm. usually when you're going to go buy Sagrantino, it's like you're going to go buy a uh, Mercedes. Like, it's just not going to be cheap. doesn't matter <laughs> what, br- what model you pick. Yeah. And Sagrantino's, and then it's never made into a sparkling wine. Huh. So let's just say, that's like saying, I want a, like a little Mercedes Vespa type thing. That's just never going to happen, and yeah. here it is. <laughs> um, so that's like a dry, really fun, kind of minerally, uh, but just got this little bit of bubbles, um, hardly any sulfur added, just a delicious... Uh, delicious little wonder that goes great with a lot of things that people are eating uh, this time of year and all remind me of Oscar Peterson. (laughs) I was just going to say, and it goes great with some Oscar Peterson as well. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was listening to uh, another one of my favorite uh, albums is this, the London House sessions, um, I spent a lot of time in Chicago and the London House was a very famous place to listen to a lot of the jazz greats, um, mm. especially in like the 60s, 50s and 60s. And there's uh, there are a couple different songs like Chicago on that and also The Night We Called It A Day uh, are both like fantastic, <laughs> fantastic uh, songs to listen to to just grasp like the breadth of Oscar Peterson Um, And then if you're sipping on one of these red rosé, rosé reds, uh, (laughs) it's like a match made in heaven. All right. Jill Mott, sommelier from Henry & Son, we'll have you back in two weeks. Thanks so much. Thank you.